This is Jabbering with Jamar, episode 18. Episode 18, what in the AP poll? <laughs> so, as you can tell from the title, it's a little bit about AP polls and all the crazy stuff that's going on in college football right now. Oh, this is actually the reaction video, so I do the regular episode on Monday. So, um, this is just like a kind of a, should be like a quick overview of uh, what's going on in college football right now. So, um, everybody knows that this weekend, it was a couple of major losses. Uh, Georgia lost, um, and then also Florida got beat by LSU. Um, I really was really expecting Florida to lose to LSU. I thought LSU was really well prepared. And um, in this episode, I'll just kind of go over like what happened, just kind of uh, just kind of like things like that. So it's not going to be too in depth, but I'm going to be definitely getting into some hot takes about a couple different things. So we'll start off by talk, talking about the AP poll because that was like what really got me burned up this morning. Um, so the AP poll came out around 10 o'clock and in the AP poll, they had Bama number one, which, you know, it's whatever, it's Bama. You know, they got they they picked. So Bama was number one. LSU was number two, which they had an impressive win. So I got to give them that. They had Clemson number three and number four, if I'm not mistaken, was Ohio State. Um, after that, it doesn't really matter. You know, you can, you know, get into your finance arguments about that afterward, but that was the uh, that was the order. So my only problem with the order is if you're going to say that LSU is a better team than Clemson, then they're also a better team than Alabama. Because if you look at the teams that Alabama played, which the only two teams that they have played that are the same with Clemson, it's Texas A&M. And Texas A&M only scored that one touchdown at the very end um, that they, you know, they call a timeout to get. So if you really want to put everything in perspective – from a, a situation of saying that um, of saying that you know that you know they didn't play anybody or stuff like that. Alabama played the same amount of teams and they beat those teams just as bad, if not worse. So uh, let's see, somebody writing in just to say Dabo hates but respects FSU still going in for it on fourth down twice, first half of the twenty point lead, good win. So I mean. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, man, because I think what's happening is with Clemson, they weren't beating anybody with enough points. And if you're not beating anybody with enough by enough points, they were just like like dropping them down. But Clemson actually won. They beat a pretty decent opponent. I'm not going to say Florida State's a well-groomed team because they're not, but they're also not 
a, lay, a walk in the park. If you play bad against Florida State, they can beat you. Um, so, I mean, to really get to be dropped in the poll because LSU plays so great is fine, but you should drop – LSU should be number one without a question because they've already, you know, already proven. They've already beaten a couple people this year, so they should already be proven. Now to actually drop them down to number three, when I can see them dropping because they played a tight game against North Carolina, okay, cool, drop them for that. But don't drop them again because they actually won. That makes no sense to me. Um, and they won by a lot. Um, and that if you don't want that Dabble to leave his team, his players in, and you know run the score up, what else are you saying? If you don't run the score up, you're gonna drop them in the AP poll. Now I know the AP poll won't matter in like three weeks. Um, and I get it. I'm just ranting, but the AP poll won't matter in three weeks because the college playoff committee should start meeting, and then they'll be the ones that make the decision on who's number one, two, three, and four. Okay, cool. But it's just disrespectful to teams that have already been solidified that they're going to be there. And I understand they want new blood, but you don't get new blood there by disrespecting the teams that are going to be head brushers in the long run. All y'all doing is – all they're doing is making Clemson matter and giving them more fuel to, like, go out and beat up on teams. And I and I get it. Um, so I'll start with losers even though they won. So <laughs> these are people who lost even though they won the game. They won their game this week. And I'll start with Notre Dame. So Notre Dame won their game this week against USC, but Georgia lost. So since Georgia lost, that win no longer looks that. Now that that loss against Georgia doesn't look that great because Georgia just got beat by South Carolina. Now, that was a great game for the Gamecocks fans. I know they're on here. Um, the Gamecocks fans, that was a great win. Um, it's nothing to, like, you know, stop traffic about, but you guys did win. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, and then Miami goes back and beats UVA. So it's like, it's crazy. Like that whole situation is not, it doesn't look as good. It look, it's kind of like, it, it's, it doesn't look as good for Notre Dame. That win doesn't, um, Michigan won, but still isn't good as OSU, Penn State or Wisconsin. So they won, but they're still losing in the long run. And then Oklahoma beat Texas. And I have no problems with Oklahoma's offense. Like Oklahoma's offense is banging. They got a good squad. They, you know, they can move the ball. But what I don't like, and what I don't think that Oklahoma people take in consideration is that Oklahoma cannot play defense still. They still struggle with their defense. And that's going to be a problem when it comes to the college playoff because they can't really stop anybody. And I'm not saying you can't stop anybody on third and third and long. I'm talking about getting off the field on the plays where you know you're supposed to, they're supposed to score. You're supposed to stop them then. Uh, the one thing about Clemson and uh, Alabama, and a lot of times with these great, um, a lot of times with these great defenses, they actually can get off the field when you when you're supposed to score on them. They can still find a way to get off the field. So that's what all I have to say about those teams. And then I have losers who actually lost, like people that lost, but they're still losers because they, I mean, the situation don't look good for them. All right, Georgia actually lost at home to USC, well, University of South Carolina. And Jay from State Farm, he had three picks, and they threw them all to the same guy. Like, this dude threw three picks to the same dude. Like, it's not like he had a whole other side of the field. If you can't, if this guy's throwing, catching picks, throw to the other side of the field. Throw away from him, crying out loud. Throw to anybody but whoever he's playing. This guy had three picks, and that's unheard of. Um, Florida State, they didn't actually score until the subs came in. 
for uh, against the Clemson, and they they look like a a Division two school. Like they didn't look good in nowhere, shape, or form. Do I think that that team is gonna be nowhere near being good next year? They're they're decent, um, but it doesn't look like they're well coached at all. Like it looks like Taggart's like scrambling to try to figure things out, and he ain't looking good. Um, Florida. They had going into that LSU game. I felt like I felt like Florida would show us who they were, and I'm glad that we saw them. They they lost, but I don't think they're really losers. Um, I really think that if they have another shot at it in another situation, maybe not at, at LSU, they could have given a, a a better game. But it was a great game. They played amazing. I thought they did, especially trash, especially a guy that wasn't even highly recruited. He went into Death Valley and, and he held his own. Uh, Florida, it, they will be around, so we don't have to throw them completely away. Florida will be around for a little while, and um, I think that's good for them, but they are losers since they, they did lose. All right, so the winners. The winners of this weekend, I feel like even though – because a lot of these notes I made before the AP poll came out, but they still they still count. They still are, 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 are valid. Penn State. Penn State's a winner. Um they're still a, they're still a winner. They got a big game coming up against University of Michigan, and and that's gonna be a home game for them. So hopefully they should be able to pick up a dub. They should be able to they should be able to beat um, University of Michigan. I don't see nothing real reason why they sh- they can't. Um, Michigan has proved to be kind of like shady and kind of iffy all year, so they should be able to beat Michigan. Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin has been balling under the radar like all year. I mean they're in the top ten. So that's I mean they're kind of flying under the radar. They're not being talked about a whole lot, but they still got a lot of weapons. They got a really good defense, and they still got a really good running back with Taylor. So guys, keep your eyes out for Wisconsin because honestly, if everything falls the way it's supposed to fall, we're gonna have a big showdown between Ohio State and Wisconsin coming into the um, going into the college playoff committees uh, meetings. So we have to keep our eye out on that, and then just rolling right into it, Ohio State. Um, they had a bye week, so they didn't actually play. They didn't actually win, but they're winning because all this chaos is starting to happen, and it's starting to start with the SEC. They're starting to have chaos. They're starting to beat each other, and it's going to be really good for the Big Ten, especially if they can have like one solidified winner, as long as they don't start beating each other down like they normally do during the year, and then they end up not getting anybody in. If they can find one clear-cut winner for the division or for the uh, for the conference, then they should be able to get somebody in, no problem. Uh, LSU. Uh, Enough said. They got a good D. They good on offense. I've never, I de- never would have thought in a million years I would see Joe Barrow play so good. That dude's balling out of his mind. They got a, their defense is flying around. They're hitting people. Um, they look amazing. I mean, I'll be honest with you. They look amazing. Like to, to put them up in the top four is definitely, I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem when you bump play teams out that have performed. If, if you're going to bump them in, then knock everybody down and put them at number one because that's what they're playing like right now. Um, Bama. Bama is Bama. They got it's like wide receiver you out there. They got a million guys catching balls. I'm not as impressed with their defense as I normally have have been. It's kind of iffy. Um, but they got a strong case to have a Heisman if you know Tua keep playing good and so on and so forth. But look back down there, Oklahoma, they got they got Jalen Hurts rolling too. So I don't know if they'll have a clear cut Heisman. I think it's between uh Joe Burrow, uh Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts for the Heisman right now. I mean, somebody could pop out of nowhere. You're right, the season's still pretty young, but as of right now, if they had given out, if they give out the Heisman tomorrow, the, I'm giving the Heisman to Jalen Hurts. I just, 
I just think he's better at I just I just think he's better, to be honest with you. Um and last but not least, I talked about them earlier, but Clemson is a winner. They defense still look really strong. I mean, um, even against Florida State, which I mean, Florida State isn't a well-groomed team or nothing. They don't look completely great. They look kind of, you know, they look kind of weird. But if you really look at everything and how everything progressed and how it's been going, I really will say that um, Florida State is on the cusp of something. I don't know exactly what it is. They do look like they're not coached well, but that can all change in one year. They just got to get more comfortable. And on top of that, um, Clemson, honestly, I mean, they played a pretty solid game. I did. Trevor played good. Offense played completely well. And defense still held them. The only time they really did score is once they start subbing people in. So had Dabo really wanted to blow them out and embarrass them, he could have just left the starters in the whole game. Um, And then, so if I had to pick my playoff if it started today, um, if the playoff started today and I had to pick my top four, it would probably be uh, LSU, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State. And that's not in any type of order. It's just if it started today. And then I would just round robin it and just see whoever played who. Um, if we have to go with honorable mentions just to put somebody on the outside looking in, I will have Penn State and Oklahoma with Wisconsin right outside of them. So that will be the top eight technically. Um, well, top seven, and then if I would either add Georgia, probably Georgia or Florida, probably Florida because Georgia got just got beat by by South Carolina, so I don't count that that loss as high as I count that of uh, that Florida loss to LSU. Um, let's see. So just kind of some news that I had been I had reported on last probably like last week. We had talked about the whole Penn State uh, situation with the dreads or whatever, and. Um, Basically, this weekend, I watched their game. And so when I was watching the game from for Penn State game, I actually saw something that I really, really liked. And I thought it was I thought it was bold. I thought it was proactive. I thought it was everything. It was pro team. It was pro pro life. It was everything. Everything is good about college sports. That's what this this was for Penn State. Um, so, you know, Jonathan Sutherland was the, the was the player at Penn State that got the letter written to him about his dreads and being disgusting and, you know, just not looking kempt and whatnot. The team responded and made T-shirts that said, um, chains, tattoos, dreads, we are, and then, you know, that's the saying, we are Penn State. Um, it had, like, the Penn State little logo at the bottom. I thought it was super dope. Um the coaching staff wasn't as as stoked about it though, and and I'll talk about that for a second. Um, a lot of times, teams are given like gear to go out, uh, gear to go out on the field with prior to the game. So they have like little normally like pullovers or sweatsuits or Under Armors or whatever dry fits or whatever to go out before uh before the game in, and that's what they're actually supposed to be wearing prior to kickoff or whatnot, why they just, you know, warming up or getting used to the field. And and I get it. And I and I think and I think what they were saying is that not only did they did they wear like non official Penn State gear, but they didn't let their coach know they was doing it. They just kind of did it on their own. I think they just they thought about it. They were so it felt so disrespected and they wanted to make a stand for something that mattered. Um, it meant something to the to the team. Meant something to uh, to Mr. Sutherland. It meant something to everybody that had been a part of that. And a lot of the fan base, the fan base came to the rescue of this kid so quick. Like they wanted to find out who this guy was. They wanted to talk to him. They, you know, if 
some I read some places they wanted to know who exactly it was if he was a, a season ticket holder. They wanted to like remove his season tickets because that's not the that's not the idea and the, what the the principle they wanted to portray. And I get it. Like that's completely a hundred percent understandable that you wouldn't want that running around your campus or running around your your fan bases. People that feel that way and think that way and think that backwards. Um, I know. Um, I'll say this. He had some. He said that he didn't know, so that's why they they made them take it off. And as a coach and somebody who coaches kids, I would say if it was me, I would have just let them wear it. I wouldn't have had them take it off because they clearly have made a decision as a team to do something to stand up for their brother and to kind of that kind of overshadows what they were trying to do. It kind of hijacked the message they were trying to portray, and and in fact, it kind of undermined them for being who you guys want them to be, which is young uh, young men that can stand up in the in the in the marketplace and do things that they're supposed to do as far as being uh good people. Um I'm not saying that um everybody at Penn State feels that way. I'm not saying that um there aren't situations that happen where people feel uh people feel like kind of attacked regardless of your race or gender or whatever the case may be. But I will say that I feel like I I would stand behind Penn State. Those are my guys. I stand behind them and be like, yo, listen, we wore the shirts and the shirts, they represent us. Chains, tattoos, dreadlocks. We are still Penn State. Um, we're still humans and we're still players. And, you know, you still cheer for us on Saturday anyway, so it don't matter. Um, I only got one more thing to kind of put out there uh, for the uh, for the college, um, just the college information, the college stuff reaction video. Um, I know for a fact that there are some teams by the end of this that are going to get left by the wayside and they've had really great years. And by the end of it, by the end of the time that this whole college playoff thing is going to be done, it's going to look like they didn't have a great year because they didn't make the college playoff. And honestly, that's why I think they should expand it. You don't, you won't have as many teams doing crazy stuff just to get in. Like, you know, like beating teams down, like a lot of teams, that I see like for the last couple of years, they try to they try to run the score up on teams that they can so the wins look better. But in all honesty, they're not getting into the players ready for the playoffs. So when they start taking losses and losing players due to injury, they're not having they don't have a next man up mentality because the next man up has never played. As you had the starters in the whole game trying to run the score up. And so I'll say this for I know for Clemson, I know Clemson, I think they played around 100 players in the in the games that they blow people out. Um, that's phenomenal. If to be able to say you play so many players and and stuff, and it gets them ready for the the postseason. But I think if they expanded the model out to maybe, I'm not saying, I say start at six. I say find a way to start at six and then go to eight and then stay at eight because an eight team playoff would be way better than a fourteen playoff because so many people get left out that actually deserve to have a shot to play. Like I'm not saying like a couple years ago when Penn State got left out. I was I was mad because I felt like Penn State deserved to be in it. They might have lost a game here and there, but you want teams to decide they don't want to play anybody three or four years in advance if they think they're gonna have a team that's well enough to go to the college playoff. Because what's the point of having strength of strength of uh, schedule when it don't really matter if you win all your games? If I'm if I win, I'm gonna be in. That's kind of how I look. If I win my division, I win my conference, I'm gonna be in, and it should be that way. But at the same time. We want more, 
We want more like games that are good games, not just blowouts all the time. I think last week there was maybe like two, three, maybe maybe two or three games that I watched that weren't complete blowouts or that, you know, I kind of was on the edge of my seat, you know, kind of watching. Honestly, that Georgia and South Carolina game was actually a good game. I watched that game longer than I really watched the Clemson and Florida State game um, just because I wanted to see a good game, a competitive game. So if you guys feel the same way that I do, comment in the uh, comment section. Um, I had an audio version uh, loaded up in probably about 30 to 45 minutes. And if you don't have anything else to do, you can go to my YouTube channel and look at previous videos, comment, like, and subscribe. And you can also go on my page and comment, like, and subscribe as well. Um, and that's it. Jabbing with Jamar. Holla.